Hello, everyone. This is Ryan, one half of the titular wrestling purists. You'll hear this little intro before each one of the lost episodes. So before this podcast was started, I got my break into podcasting in 2020 with a podcast called Podcast World Order, also known as PWO. Jeff was known on their show as the resident wrestling purist. On their YouTube channel, I would have a weekly show called Referee's Discretion that turned into the ref bump with Jeff, which then turned back into Referee's Discretion, but this time with Jeff. Uh, shortly after that, I decided to leave PWO to start the Wrestling Purist with Jeff. So I owe the name of the Wrestling Purist to Jeff and my break into podcasting to the guys at PWO. Thank you, everyone, for the support. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Check out the Wrestling Purist on all social media at WPPod1. That's WPPOD1. And I hope you enjoy some of my early work as a reviewer. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the channel. Uh, welcome back to um, It's Not a Ref Bump. It's a Referee's Discretion. Um, my, my name is Ryan, uh, along with uh, the best there was best there is the best there will be it's jeff that man hall hello hello um honestly this is the second time recording this intro um so we're gonna cut to the chase um we if you haven't following our social media adventures we've been to knoxville twice for next generation wrestling tennessee uh get your tickets now nextgentn.net and we've also been to Ring of Honor since they've been allowing fans back in their shows. Um, we went to Best in the World 2021 back in July. I want to say, yep. yeah, July. You know what? It was it was July because Party Bowl was at the end of June. We rolled like right weeks later. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, um, which is convenient because we are taking a look at. Um, Potentially the best in the best in the world um, series, I guess you could say. Um, it's best in the world 2015. And Jeff, this has been on your review list for a long time. Um, in, in just enlighten everybody that's watching. Why was this on your on your requested list? Um, not to just go ham and go crazy on this thing, but you know, I'm a stickler on some of the newer wrestling fans with wrestling only starting in 2017 for some people. And that's fair. You're born when you're born, you watch when you watch, but for all the other people that were watching wrestling before then, um, this was a really good show. And this was the the combination of a lot of good storylines coming to pay off. This was kind of ring of honor because ring of honor wasn't always the best. Um, uh, but, but they just had really good wrestling. And then this was the combination of everything. Well, they were good before this, but I mean, it was everything coming together in this pay-per-view and they were just really hitting their stride. And it was just one good show after another, after another TV, after another. And this best in the world was, it, it may be one of my favorite shows of all time. And that cause it's like the greatest, greatest show, mm-hmm. but just what it means for wrestling. And we'll, we'll go through the card and the matches and all the people and all the people that people love now are, are shockingly are over on ring of honor people. But Again, that's an argument for another day. Yeah, we're going to be going through this card, and there is going to be a cavalcade of who's who because yeah, um, <clears throat> I would say probably at least 75% of this card um, is no longer with Ring of Honor, and they're either in WWE or they are with, um, a or they're with AEW, and this uh, is the and sorry to cut you off, Kai, but okay. this is what I love telling younger people, or just people in general. There was a time where you could go see all these guys from 10 feet away for $30, you know, $25. <laughs> it's it's mind blowing sometimes, yeah. Um, it was it was definitely um, a sight to behold, and uh, this was before this was um, 
a handful of years before all in was even a thing. Um, and I, I just feel like people forget about a time before pro wrestling that was before all, all in, which is, which, which was kind of to your, to your point. And I think that all in was just this perfect culmination of everything we've wanted to see and everybody that, you know, we needed to have in professional wrestling at the time. Um, it was um, getting off track, but I don't care. Um, it it was Bullet Club and the bigger name guys kind of um, splitting from Ring of Honor and kind of slowly splitting from New Japan to kind of go on this um, indie excursion. And uh, mm-hmm. this is this is kind of where it all started because you know I know I said that you know at least. 75% of this card isn't with Ring of Honor anymore, but, you know, it's about, I'd say about 40%, you know, are with AEW right now, or at least have appeared with a, with, with AEW, which is absolutely crazy when you think about it. It is. And then, you know, my qualms and arguments, you got people that don't like Ring of Honor, but like all these guys, you know, or and not that they don't like Ring of Honor, but like, oh, Ring of Honor, I never heard of it. Oh, well, you conveniently watch AEW every week, though. Yeah. Um, let's not waste any more time. We're going to jump right into it. Um, we had a dark match we won't go into depth on, um, but it was Jay Diesel, uh, the romantic touch, Rhett Titus, uh, Will Ferrara, and uh, Cheeseburger, uh, now known as world-famous CB, uh, and CB does go for <laughs> I forgot. About, I forgot, I keep forgetting this this name change. Um, I think it was yes uh, yesterday or the day before. It was like National Cheeseburger Day, and um, everybody was wishing him like you know Happy Cheeseburger Day on Twitter. And uh, he's like, I don't go by that anymore. But go, but go eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> like, like fully selling the gimmick there, which I which I absolutely love. I respect it. Um. Up first on the main card, it is Mark Briscoe uh, with with ODB uh, taking on Donovan Dijak with Truth Martini. Jeff, go ahead. Um, so I love the House of Truth was good. I mean, again, all this stuff I'm saying, it's just my opinion. If you don't like it, then oh, well, if you like it, oh, well, same. Reference um, yeah, this this House of Truth was Truth was great, and we'll get into Jay Lethal later. Um, Donovan Dijak is an absolute star, or maybe I should I say was, because Lord knows what they're doing with him now. Um, I see he's wearing regular clothes at least, so I guess that's a now. I guess that's a s- step in the right direction. Um, but Donovan Dijak is just absolutely amazing, and he's kind of a new star. Uh, I, mean, I wouldn't say he's a new star, but he was kind of getting his legs up under him during this time period in ring of honor. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, he, he was still early in his run here as well. So there wasn't a lot of traction yet with him, um, but this is a high profile match for him. Um, either, either one of the Briscoes as far as singles action goes is, is, is bound to be at least a good, a good match. Um, yeah. It was, um, it's it's not one by the end of the night that I remembered. Um, everything in the ring was fine. There was there was nothing wrong with the match. It was just um, it, it was, was opening match. It was it was fine. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but we do get uh, Mark Mark Briscoe going going over, hitting the hitting the froggy bow, getting the win. Um, um, I did like though, at this, at this point in ring of honor that, um, we kind of had the Briscoe separated for a little while. Um, I think just the Briscoe name carries a lot and especially with a guy who's fresh in the ring of honor, um, kind of giving Dijak a little bit of a rub, um, obviously not by the result, but a lot of, a, a lot of the rub you know, comes, comes from the in the in-ring work and how you're getting over. Um, I thought this match was fine. I gave it two and a half out of five. Um, 
it was it was a good opening match. Um, just again, Dijak just um, getting his feet wet. Um, crowd crowd was kind of t- touchy go for this one too. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I didn't remember that, so it was it was interesting to see that. You know, obviously going back now, it's been a long time since I watched mm-hmm. this, but <clears throat> so yeah. Um, do you have a grade for that one? I went two. Okay. I don't like it. I mean, it is a probably about two and a half. I don't like half stars personally, but it wasn't. I mean, I get. I, I mean, I didn't think it was a three, so I just gave it a two. Yeah, and I, I, I also forgot that ODB was even with ring was even with the Ring of Honor. Not long. No. Not as, long as at they, all. As they say, a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. And let's see, the almighty, almighty Dave Meltzer gave this two out of hat, two out of five. So you're right on with it. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, right where I want to be, I guess. <laughs> Next matchup, we have Matt Seidel and ACH. Uh, make sure not to use his slave name. Uh, taking on the decade, uh, which uh, is comprised of. Ha- was Adam Page before he was Hangman mm-hmm. and BJ Whitmer, and they're with Colby Carino. Uh, I may be a homer again. <laughs> this this stuff was good. B, BJ, the, the few that BJ Whitmer had with Carino seniors, mm-hmm. Stephen Carino, yeah, um, was good because he had Colby, he had his son Colby, and he was making him do all this stuff, and he was poisoning his mind. And Carino is. I mean, a heel slash the biggest, you know what, in the world. So it just worked. Uh, all of it was great. I, I, I'd argue I man out was probably Adam Page a little bit, you know, like in this early, you know, his early, early stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Um, nothing really got me excited for Hangman. If I if, if this was the first time I was I was seeing him, it wouldn't be a memorable start for me. Well, it's funny you should, funny you should say that because that's exactly what happened with me. First time I seen Hangman at Ring of Honor, he just was like generic wrestler with um, you know, like John Deere color scheme like tights. And then the more and more and more you go to at that time I went to Ring of Honor, I was like, okay, this guy has something. Yeah, and but, then now but, you look at him in AEW twenty twenty one, and um, we're talking about potential next AEW World Champion taking the you know, title off of Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. The, um, I feel like this match was missing something. Um, I feel like the heat for, like the heat for BJ Whitmer was there at the beginning, but then it just kind of faded. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, and then by the time the heat faded a little bit, it was just kind of a, it was, it was just kind of an average tag. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm not putting it on Matt Seidel and ACH. I'm not, but it just seemed like it didn't, it didn't mesh. It wasn't working, you Mm -hmm. know, like they weren't bad faces, but it's almost like they didn't necessarily know what to do with a heel still like a heelish deep career, like, like on on this, well, on that type of level. Again, like they didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it was just that um, the decade is great. And they just didn't really know how to work the work. Yeah. And I, and I say work in the term and not the terms of the in-ring stuff, but just working with um, working with different characters. I think, I think it would be mm-hmm. a better um, description of what happened. Um, uh, but, at, but, but at the end, Adam Page just pick up the win. He hits the rite of passage, gets the three on Matt on, on Matt Seidel. Um, it was it, it was fine. I got it up to a two out of five. Um, it could have it could have been more with a different tag team um, across from the decade that knew how to work, like you said, against heels. Um, mm-hmm. But and that department just felt, felt kind of flat. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It was, it, again, like you said, not a bad match at all, but 
not in the right situation. Heels too strong. Like, even when they lost, I was like, uh, uh, did they? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. And then we get an advertisement for Kushida, uh, Okada, and Nakamura <laughs> returning for uh, their next handful of shows. Who's and- that? <laughs> um. Uh, it's 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 crazy to think that all three of these guys would come together on one stage, and then we're gonna keep referencing where they are now in 2021, where you have Kushida, the um, cruiserweight champion on NXT. You have King Nakamura, the IC champion on SmackDown, and then you have Kazuchika Okada, um, who is in the G. Or, well, is he in G1? Yeah. Yeah, he, he actually just won his opening match this morning. So, um, but yeah, it, it just goes to show you that uh, these guys can work. They are fantastic. And not that it was ever a question about Okada being the shining star out of these three. Um, you know, but the other two, I feel like, are just buried by the WWE product. Um. Yeah, I mean, Kushida I knew, but Nakamura, I guess I had like a faint um, hope. And uh, and to be fair, I mean, he he went undefeated for a lot. You know, they booked him right kind of for a, a while. Mm. And then, then they went back to what they like to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, next match on our card, it is uh, Dalton Castle versus Silas Young. Uh, both are still with ring of honor to this day um this was probably um the one match on this card that was a little disappointing for me um yeah. huh, there, there were there were some fun spots but it just felt like the match flow overall just wasn't there and just nothing clicked which is sad because they're in they're, they're in a pretty good feud right now and they've had better matches than this um this this, this one would what's the word um there just wasn't a lot of cohesion for me um the flow just never really got going for me yeah and I, that's what i was gonna say you're right they've had so many matches and i mean this happens in a feud and then we've done other pay-per-views like this. This just happened to be the one where it wasn't that great. Because mm-hmm. what, what did we have a while ago? Kyle? Remember it was Eddie Guerrero and... Oh, gosh. Remember somebody else I could really... Re- Malenko, maybe? It was, somebody- yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we were like, oh, like when we looked at it on paper, like, oh, this is going to be great. And we watched it, we were like, this wasn't... It wasn't bad by no means. But you're just like, what happened here? And it was just one of those... Two guys that have had really good matches throughout their whole um, mm-hmm. feuding slash program, and this was probably their worst. Yeah, and like we said, and, and like you you said, this happens in a feud when it's been going on for a while, and you know you're trying to come up with different ways to tell your story. You know, and Dalton and Dalton Castle's character work is fantastic. Um, Silas Young has always been the last real man. Um, You're damn right, doubt. Um, but and so I'm so I'm gonna put this um, a, a half a star below the tag match. Um, I've got it at one and a half, and I had it at two um, until the finish. Um, yeah, the finish really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, there was dog- the mm. it said a ice cream on top. It was the dog poop on top of this match. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was the like uh, yeah, Dalton Dalton Castle gets crotched, and then um, and then Silas Young is arguing with the ref, and then Dalton Castle hits his own low blow and rolls up for the win. Um, and then, and then post match we get the beat down of the boys. So the feud goes on, um, but 
but the finish just I don't think was the right call. No, yeah, I'm with you. I gave it a one. What what did Meltzer give it? Uh, oh, to backtrack, he gave the tag match two and a quarter. He gave this two and a half. Oh. Bless you, bless you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so we're all we're all pretty much on the same page here. Um, moving on to our next match, it's a tag team match, player. Um, as we get uh, War War Machine, do you do you know these guys? Viking experience. Yeah, yeah. Viking experience. Those guys. Um, so this is so this is War Machine better known as Hanson and Raymond Rowe, whoever those guys are, um, taking on the CNC Wrestle Factory, uh, the team of, Cap- uh, of Caprice Coleman, who we just saw come back to uh, the Honor Rumble just this uh, last pay- uh, pay-per-view with Ring of Honor, and Cedric Alexander. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, told, I told you, all these people you could see back in this – well, I guess it is back in the day at this point, but it's it's wild. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, this match was about three and a half minutes. Um, this, uh, I feel like this was to drive the fact that Cedric Alexander was a heel now more than it was to actually get CNC over as a tag team. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, War Machine hits the fallout uh, on on Caprice. Um, Cedric Alexander's upset. He didn't even try and break up the pin. He don't care. Yeah. Um. Um. Almost takes him out a- after the match, and then just says they're they're done and left. Um. Yeah. I'll I'll give it a half a star. It it was it was. It was there to. I don't. I really don't know why this was here, honestly, because it's it's not like the last match had. And and see, we we say this about eight. We say this about AEW a lot, where you're watching a show of theirs, whether it's a pay per view or whether it's a special, what have you. But it's just match after match after match, and it's just. And it's just action, 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 action. And then at some point, you just get exhausted. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's not like the show did this. Um, um, if you remember from All Out, um, they had the Paul White and QT Marshall match on um, right before the main event. And I thought that was a good uh, booking decision to kind of give everyone a break. And they needed it with the two big reveals at the end. Um, but this wasn't in the same breath as that. Um, this shouldn't have been on the show. I don't think it is. This was just kind of a waste of time. Uh, they could have done this on we on a weekly television. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't really understand the mindset here because, like you said, I, I get it. So you're showing Caprice go heel or cutting ties, and that's that. Um, War Machine is actually rocking and rolling at this point, mm-hmm. you know, just in general. But yeah, so I, I didn't. I mean, they could have went. I mean, they could have went three, four, five more minutes. You know, like I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I, I they could have bunched that that time around in the show between somewhere, you know, or um, there hadn't been that many matches at that point for it to be like, oh, well, we went too long somewhere, and that's why we had to like, no, like, there's no way and the third match in you know yeah so yeah and it would be a couple of years still before we would get war uh war machine uh better known as the war raiders in nxt um all right here here's where i think the card picks up a little bit um it is the they they call it a three-way match it's just a triple threat match. Don't get it confused with a three-way dance because that's because that's my favorite. Um, but there's a triple threat. Uh, winner is the new number one contender to the Ring of Honor World Championship. Uh, we get uh, we get Moose uh, being accompanied by Vita Scott and Stokely Hathaway. Sounds awful familiar. <laughs> um, 
And then we get Roddy Strong and Michael Elgin. Um, go ahead, Jeff, because this is probably up to this point the best match on the card. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And this is, again, three guys that can really wrestle. And just like you said, it was it was that shot of energy that this card needed. Mm-hmm. You know, so kind of get every getting everybody on their the edge of their, their chairs, their seats. Moose was really super green in this, but to be fair to mm-hmm. him, I mean he he was coming into wrestling. Um, but going back watching it now, you look at Moose. Well, this is what I took away. The other guys are great. I, I, obviously but mm-hmm. the biggest thing i took away from it was like man like moose was going to be a star you know and again he was it's not that necessarily he was you know d malenko or Shawn michaels or bret hart out there mm-hmm. but you just could tell that he had with his size and everything and his charisma he kind of had everything and you know it was just kind of a matter of time before you know he became the moose that he is now yeah, and you could definitely tell to your point that he was super green at this point. Yeah, he uh, was. He would be on the top rope, and he looked absolutely frightened. Mm. <laughs> and, and and not that he can't do these spots. I mean, because he's a hell of an athlete, you know. But um, being an athlete and being on the top rope in a in a in a wrestling ring, uh, two different things. Yeah, I, I don't think they were necessarily asking him to do stuff that he couldn't do, mm-hmm. but like. But I think of when you first your job or something, you're first starting to do do things. You can practice all you want, but when you actually have to do it and you're out there and people are watching you, it's it's different. There's a lot of pressure um, on it. And Roddy Strong is just Roddy Strong. I mean, he may be one of the most not disrespected, but underlined Ring of Honor guy of all time, damn near. Yeah. Um- Roddy Strong in 2015 is what professional wrestling is. Um, It's, I think it's a shame that he only was, that he's only won the world title once um, with, with, with Ring of Honor. And I feel like it's well overdue with him in NXT, um, which with their new direction, who the hell knows what's going on there. Um, but like I said, this was this was the match of the night to this point. Um, we're gonna get to one that I think is, um, yeah, just top, just start to finish. This is this is a good, yeah, match, and they 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 really did the three uh, the triple threat sti- uh, a stipulation well. Yeah, not a bunch of. And it's funny you should say that, Kai, because you go back and you look at wrestling from 2015, mm-hmm. a while ago, but not terribly long ago, but, you know, a while ago necessarily. And you you can just almost, in some of these other matches too, in the tag match, you can still kind of see that we haven't gotten to some of these places that we are now, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you have to do this in a, in a triple threat match, or you have to do this spot in a tag match, it's, you know. Yeah. We're not, they're not there yet. Yeah, there's always the spot now in like triple threat matches where, um, you know, from time to time, somebody will hit their finisher and then the heel like waiting on the outside of the ring, kind of, kind of, kind of looking like Repo Man. Yes. Kind of to just like, slide in and throw you out and steal the win. Um, but yeah, this, this was a solid match. Um, Roddy Strong does get the win in the end. Um, I have this, I couldn't get it to three and a half, uh, but I wasn't settled with three stars. So I have it at three and a quarter out of five. Um, like I said, definitely the best match of the night to this point. Yep, this solid three. Yeah. Um, so post-match, um, Moose shakes hands with Roddy. Obviously, it's a solid match. Um, Vita Scott slaps him. Start, starts starts yelling at him. It looks like Moose is going to hit her with a spear. Um, Cedric Alexander comes back out. Um, take takes out uh, takes out Stokely Hathaway. Takes out Moose uh, with the wrench that they used in the last match. Um, 
gives it to be the Scots. This is the new uh, kind of power power couple they're they're pushing with Cedric Alexander's new heel persona. Um, he said that he should have been in the match. Um, so I I think combining the last match and this match, um, the last match makes more sense now. Um, Storyline wise, um, yeah. I feel like they could have done that maybe on the pre-show and still got the desired effect. Um, but the crowd, uh, but the crowd was given the heel work to Cedric Alexander. Um, I thought I thought it was good stuff at the end, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I didn't think that because said. I mean, he, he, he was going, I mean, obviously he went heel, but he was liked for a long time. So that's why, like, I thought like, oh, well, maybe they're not gonna, you know, cause you can push a guy as a heel, but if people really, really like him, then you get in this weird, you know, cheering the heel, but no, like when he finally went heel, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I guess people, I didn't necessarily believe it. That's what I'm saying. I was like, uh, I mean, okay, he's heel, but for how long you know mm-hmm. but no you're right people the fans were into it. it they were they were they were hot for it so i guess you know good on ring of honor yeah um so at the so at the end of this um so after the last two two matches looking at the umbrella here um war war machine get a squash win on a on a, on a pay-per-view caprice coleman is just there um Cedric Alexander is a full heel now um, with Vita Scott by his side. Moose is a full-blown face now at this point. Um, Roddy Strong's getting his title shot next month. And Michael Elgin's just hanging out. <laughs> he does a lot. He does a lot of that ring of honor. Listen, um, he's a guy that I feel like if he cares about a match – it's going to be really good. But if he doesn't, it's going to be really crappy. Yeah. And that, that's, but that's the knock on Elgin. I mean, that's who he is. Um, he's really, really good, but it's when he wants to be, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's when he wants to do it, how, how, how he sees fit. And I think a lot of times that that was a, cause later on down the road, we get to a point where he, he needs the belt and he's got himself over. Mm-hmm. But I, knowing what we know now in totality, it's like, well, ring of iron was probably like, yeah, but, he's going to be good until when, until he decides he's not, mm-hmm. you know, or he just doesn't feel like doing whatever said, whatever. So yeah, that's Michael Logan for you. Yeah. Um, all right. This is tied for the uh, highest grade. The tape Meltzer gave for this card. Um, we have, uh, we have bullet club being represented by AJ styles uh, and the young bucks taking on the kingdom. Uh, being comprised of Mikey Bennett, Matt Taven, and Adam Cole Bay Bay. Um, Old school kingdom. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, go ahead, Jeff. I'll let I'll let you start for this one. Uh, I have like mixed emotions about this match. <sighs> it's a good match. Don't get me wrong. Mm. It's a good match. You're just starting to see some of the shenanigans going on in modern wrestling. You know, um, I did like the kingdom. I, I did like the the Mikey Bennett, like, you know, seeing him and just not forgetting, but a lot, you know, this generation now, I don't know, 17 up or whatever, you know, you, you know, you, they don't really know Mikey Bennett for Mikey Bennett. No, Mikey Bennett used to be a hard hitting, um, a hole who was the leader of this, you know, so you got Matt Taven and Adam and Adam Cole in a, in a stable and Mikey Bennett is the actual leader, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that, that, that tells you something, um, but you, you, you do, you go, you Kai, tell me what you think. Wow. Um, so this was a rematch from the match they had at War of the Worlds. Um, I thought that match was better um, than this match, but not by much. This was the, this was still 
Um, I think this was more exciting, I think, than the last match we watched. Um, and I do think it was, it was a little better. Um, I mean, I mean, all six of these guys can go. There's, there's, there's no question. Um, but, I, but I thought this was an above average trios match. Um, the right team won. Yeah. Um, and I like that they're, that they're kind of teasing the, teasing the split here. Um, with the, with, with the kingdom, obviously this would be their last, uh, this would be their last go a little bit before the, um, before the split. And we would get into kind of Matt, Matt Taven's ver- version of it. Um, the finish though, um, Indy Taker into a, into a Styles Clash, Bullet Club would win. Um, there is a spot in here um, where um, where where Maria does eat the triple super kick, um, <laughs> which good on her. Yeah, good. yeah, real good on real good on her. Good <laughs> on her. Um, there was a spot um, last last night at Impact Wrestling's big uh, a victory road. Uh, 2021, um, where it was Alicia Edwards taking a huge last ride power power bomb from W. Morrissey, and um, it was safe though. I mean, I mean, don't be wrong. Like the, the bump's the bump, but yeah. like if you go back and you look at look at, it, I mean, he couldn't have done it any any perfect, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, and all, and all these spots are safe, but you don't always come across. Um, people that want to do that intergender work and i think when it works out like we watched last last night and then this with maria um i think good good on good on them yeah i don't mind um i think women taking bumps are fine like as in like you you know like you see because you see a woman take a bump and from a man and you're like oh no you know that sob he needs to pay and i think that's 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 what it should do now, full blown matches. I again, like if that's your thing, that's fine. It's just not. It's just not my thing. But um, yeah. So the one, the powerbomb last night was good. Also, this this paper, this this match, uh, I gave four stars. Um, really, really good match. Also, I stick to my guns. AJ Styles, the best Bullet Club leader um, of all their iterations. It's something about. Uh, just you know, if if you're looking in Japan, it's something about a Western faction Bullet Club, and then yeah. you got you have AJ Styles who's twanging it up over in Japan. You know what I mean? Like Bullet Club. You know what I'm saying? It's just he's just so good. He's, he's just so good, and he doesn't have to. He speaks his promos are good because AJ Styles. There's yeah. nothing that he does that's bad, but it just goes to show you, like without being like you know a guy that's like you know six five and huge and like no he's still as menacing as those guys and it just goes to show you how good aj styles is and how good this iteration of of bullet club was under his regime and i mean i and i'd even argue cod that aj styles might be a he might be a top 10 wrestler of all time if you ask me it may be too hot it may be it may be um you know recency effect but yeah, prisoner of the moment, but um, so looking at Bullet Club leadership, so so we're gonna look at so so we're gonna look at Prince Devitt, AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, and J and Jay White. Um, so you've got AJ Styles one. Um, how how would how would you rank those? I'm I'm, put, I'm putting you on the spot. Um, I would go one. <sighs> Uh, AJ Styles, mm-hmm. two Devitt, um, three. I would probably go. I, I yeah, no, yeah. I yeah. I would probably put White Jay White last right now, only only because he they, they haven't really given him. I mean, who's in Bullet Club? You know what I'm saying? Like he he just had he just has what's left over. I, I think he's the best heel probably out of all of them. Like as you just talked about, just like straight heel work. It's it's between him and and AJ. But I mean, they just haven't given him anything, you know. And I, I love Jay White, but I'm not biased. I mean, it, it hasn't been great. He's great on his own, but mm-hmm. like you know, we have 
again, like two or three bullet clubs. And now, you know, you have the elite that are their own kind of, it's not bullet club, but still bullet club ish. Uh, yeah. So it's, I don't, I, I don't like this, what they're doing. So Tama Tonga and them have bullet club, which is fine. And then they're still, you know, like new Japan, they haven't really said what's going on with this, you know, with like with that bullet club, then Jay white popped up on impact and like, okay. I don't know. I just, it's just a lot of bullet club drama for me. Yeah. Um, so for, so as of right now, currently, how many people, including, in, in, including Jay White, would you say are in Bullet Club currently? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Cause like, it, 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 uh, God, I don't know. I mean, seven. Like I know Chase Owens is. I don't know. I, that, I just tell me because I don't know what you're counting and not counting. The number is going to let me know. <laughs> um, sixteen. Okay. See, I was thinking like nine. Oh yes. No. no Six. Sixteen. So. Yeah. Can we get a? Can we get a roll? Uh. Yeah. Uh, um. Of- real quick, and then we'll move on to the next one. Uh, bad luck, Valet, Chase Owens, Chris Bay, Dick. Dick to go, El Fantasmo, Evil, Gato, Jado, uh, Hikuleo, Jay White, Kenta, Show. When Hikuleo get in Bullet Club? He's been in it. Oh uh, well, I guess he's always yeah 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 yeah. By I guess blood. He By blood, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Ishimori, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and then the Tokyo Pimp. Yeah, like, all right. Yeah, and then you think of all the, uh, you know, like subgroups. You have, um, Geo. Uh, you have God. You've got the Far East Connection. Now you have the House of Torture. Yeah, it's it's just let it go, or let it be four, five, six guys, seven guys, and then um, you know that's it. I I think I think we're gonna be looking for a. Um, I think we're gonna be looking at maybe uh you know we've we've been calling for it for a while but i think civil war is coming with um now they have this house of torture group and it's evil show takahashi and dick to go um but which 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 i actually like but it just needs to be its own thing you know what i'm saying like they need to just yeah yeah it needs to be it needs to be its own thing you need to cut bullet club down a little bit um and no disrespect to Chris Bay. He's a great wrestler, but like Chris Bay shouldn't be in Bullet Club. Uh, I I like a lot of his I like his character work and I like his man his mannerisms so far. It's not like annoying. I think right now we're in this transitional phase with him where he's been Chris Bay that we've seen on Impact for years, and now we're transitioning into like Bullet Club, like yeah, and and and. And that's fair, but like I just, I don't know, or 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 tickle my fancy and let Jay White just break away and do his own, just be himself, please. Of Sorry. course. <laughs> um, all right, enough for our Bullet Club rant. We're moving on to the um, no disqualification match for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. It is the Addiction. Uh, that would be Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian defending against Reed Dragon. That would be Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, Jeff, go ahead. Um, this is a great match in my book. This is tag team wrestling. Um, Reed Dragon, Red Dragon, or not necessarily at the height of their powers, but this is them for who they really, really are. Man, going back looking at this match, Kyle O'Reilly is so young, like so young looking. Looks like a you don't look like a kid, but looks like a kid, you know. Mm. Um, I enjoyed this match. I don't know about you, Cod, but again, this is tag team wrestling to me. Um in the right way. And again, it to me, it didn't have some of the things that you have to do because it's a tag team match. Didn't have some of those spots that you had to do. And the fact that Christopher Daniels is still wrestling. Well, I mean, obviously he was wrestling back in 2015, but mm. 
those guys to me can never get old. The addiction, whatever you want to call them, him and Kazarian are tag team partners for life. And you won't hear me say nothing bad about them. Yeah. Um, the one major issue that I have with this match, they couldn't control. And that would be where they were put on the card. Um, yeah. And I think um, the, the match itself, I have at three and a half out of five. Um, I do when I, when I, when I typically grade matches, I do take it in account to some extent um, how, how invested the crowd is. And this is on ring of honor though where you book the last match, which was Adam Cole, Bennett, Taven, Styles, the Bucks, you know, and you put this match on right after that. <laughs> um, again, we, I, I mentioned earlier about fans being exhausted, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, th and, and this was a great example of that where, this is a, where this was where this is a really good tag tag match, and I think they made um, I think they made good use of the no disqualification st stipulation, especially in Ring of Honor, where the Code of Honor was not adhered to. Um, <laughs> um, but th but this is a layout issue by by Ring of Honor. Um, I would have put. Um, I would have left this here. I would have put the six person tag before um, the whole war machine match and the triple threat, because I feel like in that, in that sense, you're coming out of that first hour after, after the Dalton castle match and where the first hour was a little bit underwhelming. You're going to come out of that first hour into this, incredible six-person six tag. Um, and then you get a chance to breathe with the squash, and then you get the triple threat match, and then this. And I think mm -hmm. staging it that way helps everybody. Um, I think you would have actually gotten a bigger pop in the six-man match had it been earlier in the card um, because – the, 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 I think the triple threat kind of took a little bit away, but not as much as it did from this match. I think you're hundred percent accurate. Um, I, I would have put the, I would have put this match right where you put it as well, because you get your first jolt of adrenaline with this match. You know, if you're thinking of a card and halves or quarters or whatever, you know, you know what I mean? You, you get that, that shot of energy and then you can roll into the rest of the card. Um, yeah watching it too like you said well once you get through the show you're like you're, you know and, and we look at the card like on paper you i'm sure you i know i know you and i know you were thinking like well why would they put this you know right behind the i'm sure that i when i when i read the card again went back and read the card i was like boy i was like god's probably pulling his hair out you know you know, reading this, you know, the way these things were booked and, and the order and as such. But yeah, I'm with you. You shouldn't have put this on after after that match. But with that being said, beautiful match. I gave it a four. <laughs> yeah. Um, I took uh, I I took a little away because the finish of this match is Chris Saban run runs in, pulls out Kyle, uh, pulls out Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, well, sorry, pulls the ref out, takes out Kyle O'Reilly. Um, the the uh, the addiction low blow, Bobby Fish, hit the celebrity rehab, get the win. I don't think you needed the interference there. I think, you didn't. I think it was kind of, I think in that regard, it was a little overbooked. Um, but again, this was a solid tag tag match. Everything that happened within the confines of the match, easily a four. I think um, the placement on the card, the crowd not being as invested as they should have, and then the interference, I did take it down a little bit. Uh, that's, that's fair. And then I do like that they uh, tease the ladder war um, within this, which is fantastic. Um, uh, yeah, 
here we here we go. We're at the main event. Um, this is winner take all. Um, this is for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship and the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. We have title versus title. Yeah. Uh, so we're take all the TV champion Jay Lethal uh, versus Jay Briscoe, the world champion. Um, and and of course, Jay, Jay Lethal being accompanied by Jay Diesel, Donovan Dijak, and Truth Martini, the House of Truth. Um, Jeff, this is this is this is all you. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, so I can't explain. Again, wrestling is wrestling, right? So we watch wrestling for storylines and this, that, and the other. But, you know, when you get older, you're not a child anymore. And, you know, storylines can be good or bad. But you get emotionally invested in this stuff. And I was emotionally invested into this storyline. Because if you watch, you know, if you're an OG watcher of Ring of Honor like me, not that I'm the purest as people watch it before me, but that you're talking about Jay Lethal, who was a guy that is Mr. Ring of Honor who you thought would never climb the mountain. Then he climbs the mountain and then he gets the belt. And then he turns his back on ring of honor to some extent with the house of truth and truth martini. And he's a damn good heel at this time. And he's running roughshod over everybody. And then you also have Jay Briscoe, who is also again, Mr. Ring of honor, him and Mark tag team from day one. Um, And they're just absolutely amazing. But you have that aspect of, Jay Lethal kind of never being on his own necessarily, you know, and can he be the guy? Is he going to be the guy? So he wins a TV title and well, obviously he's the guy, but just if you're looking at it again, through a, a booking slash emotionally invested, um, you know, so you, this all culminates up to, up to this, this, this match here and title versus title and not like title versus title and someone wins and then we, to get rid of this other belt or it turns into something else. No, it was still the TV title. Mm-hmm. Um, so this match meant so much to me and it was so good. And I may be a little bit of a homer, but it was just a really good match with really good storytelling, the right amount of everything. If, if, if you ask me and two guys that respect each other and who were trying to kill each other in a good way, not like a death match way, um, with hard hitting, with wrestling, with, you know, some shenanigans, but not, you know, t- too much for me. Uh, and even Cotton, you, you can tell, I mean, just go back and look at the fans. This is a match you could watch with no sound, um, with no sound. And you could be excited and you could just look at everybody else and wonder like, what, man, what's going on? Not what's going on, but like, just look at how everybody's you know, hot for this and popping for this. Cause I mean, really, I didn't know. I was like, I mean, well, they've got to go with Jay, right. You know, like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's ready. Right. <laughs> you know, or, you know, it's think of a match that you've watched that you've been waiting for for so long and you haven't invested with so people that you actually would have been fine with either or winning, you know, like that's, that's a good storyline. Like, Either one could have went over. I've been like, yeah, that was the right thing to do. You know, you could have convinced yourself. You could have convinced yourself both ways that this was probably better for (laughs) what needed to be done. Go ahead, Cod. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're absolutely right. Um, This match is fantastic. Uh, There's no wrong way about it. Um, The fact that we don't get more long-term booking or storylines like that today is kind of a crime um, where exactly to your point, it doesn't matter who, who wins. We, the fans win because it does not matter. Wins and losses don't matter at this point. Um, just, I don't even know where to start with this match. I think, I think it was really great that um, Nigel McGinnis gets up from, from a commentary and sends Truth Martini to the back. I thought I, I, I loved that because I think at times he would be sitting at commentary and we would forget like he's kind of an authority figure. <laughs> like um, he, he is. No, yeah, he was. That's what he grew into. Yeah, um, and the pop and the pop for that hard. Um, gosh, uh, the end. The end of this match. Um, 
It's just so good. Yeah, it it, it is. Um, it really is. So from so from from the start, you know this is going to be a long match because um, it's it, it was it was more of a methodical, um, not hot out of the gate. It was still catch as catch can, but it was still um, back back and forth. Um, about halfway through, it, it kind of died down a little for me, which is, which if this is going to be a 30 minute match, I'm totally fine with because at some point you can't keep going hit, 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 hit. Um, and then you get the truth martini ejection, um, you know, and now, and then we get to kind of the, um, you know, the, you know, denouement of the, of this match where look at, look at you. Mm, um, where um, we get Jay Lethal hitting hitting a Jay Driller, and then a Lethal injection gets the win, hard pop, and it's crazy to think that. And this is the other kind of big telling point of this match. Jay Lethal's kind of a heel right now. If he's oh, not. He- He's in a heel stable. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He is because well, Jake. Well, he couldn't get it done until Truth Martini necessary. You know, what I'm saying like you know he couldn't get it done until Truth yeah. Martini. Yeah, but then, um, you know the but then you know the three count happens and everybody just pops hard for this. Mm-hmm. You, know, and, you know, good for good for Jay Lethal. Good. Good, good for Black Machismo. All right, to finally get the big one, you know. And and, and this was just, you know, one of their. They were, you know, one of their, because they had a couple. If memory serves me correct. Yeah, this is the this is their best, in my opinion. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start the grading because. Um, <laughs> I really went back and forth on this. And if you include um, the, in, the entire feud in this, the entire storyline, um, it's a five. This is a five-star Matt Classic. Um, there, is, there is not one moment in this match where you didn't care. And I think that sometimes is the difference between maybe a four and a half or a 4.75 out of five in my eyes is like, is like, how much did I care? Like uh, there are five, five-star matches. I could not care a drop about. Yep. And then there's a match like this where every move was done with the intent to further the match, further the story you're telling. And then by the end, you cared completely. So it, it's a it's a five star match for me. There was there was nothing done done wrong here. Yeah, and and again, this is the one that really chaps me to no end because, again, Dave Meltzer used to be a knight in shining armor against hokey BS. I mean, he used to be my guy, you know, and now he's a guy. And wrestling has changed, so he has to change, and that's fair. But now it's like so. This isn't a five-star match, but again, some rando match on a dynamite with Phoenix and I don't know, put said other person in it. Yeah, or, or, no, not even Omega, but I'm okay. Well, you can use Omega, but just you know, like I'll only or, use that because um, their match on the January first edition of Dynamite got a five out of five. Yeah, and okay, like, and, and if that's where modern wrestling is now, that's fine. You know, whatever. But this match isn't a five. This Jay Lethal and and Jay Briscoe isn't a five star match. It's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like, um, now would be a five star. Like so. Ho- hopefully now it would be. If they had it now, that would be a five star match, right? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't be. Still, like. Uh. Yeah, I've seen this match twice now. I've I I watched it in real time, and then I watched it 
well, no, this would be three times because I watched it before we went to do this review the first time. And then I watched it just this past week um, when I rewatched the show. And it, there's always something to take away from this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. It's one of my favorite matches of all time. And again, like I, it doesn't have to be other people's, and that's fair. You know, again, I'm probably overhyping it. There may be a little bit of truth to that, but just the way I like my wrestling, and I'm not like the the internet wrestling community now. I don't have to push it onto you. If you don't like it, you don't like it. It's fine. I'm not going to tell you why you're wrong and 15 tweets on why you should like it this way. No, you people like what they like, and they like it how they like it. Yeah, but for me, I was invested into this match, and this was this was everything I needed, and an absolutely glorious match. It's just me. Yeah, it's a it's a five star match any way you look at it, and if you don't see it that way, that's fine. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Just know that your opinion's wrong right now because this is <laughs> professional wrestling is, and yeah. just as we were talking about earlier in the triple threat that Roddy Strong was everything wrestling in 2015 like this this is the same breath that we're gonna get now and you know at, after this show now we're gonna get Roderick Strong versus Jay Lethal for the world championship you know it, it, 2015 god bless and 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 if I could go off this again again this is ring of honor they've always been like this now every main event isn't or every match isn't as good as this match that's not what i'm saying but i mean as in like you know when you start to go back and you talk about brian danielson you talk about nigel you talk about joe you talk about punk austin aries like all these guys have gone through these doors and to be fair to ring of honor they, they've also always been a place you go to get yourself right and then go to the next level so i'm not knocking them for that either but like they've always been this this beacon of professional wrestling when there was none. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like it's the original. Like now everything's AEW. That's pro wrestling at its finest. Ah, uh, no, it's not. It's actually still Ring of Honor. But but um, you know, for the newer folks, the 2017 folks, like this is you know your AEW 1.0. You mm-hmm. know, like when there was nothing. And I argue this all the time. Like people don't understand, like John Cena was running roughshod over everybody, not named CM Punk, you know, or The Rock, but just forever. And if you wanted to watch real wrestling, you watch New Japan. That's a, that's a given. Yeah. Or you watch Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah, and this is completely opposite from um, I think a lot of the other cards we've covered where. You look at this card from top to bottom, and the first third of it is so underwhelming. And then you look at the middle part where, you know, you have the triple threat and the six-man tag. And then you look at the last two two matches. And so you take the back two-thirds, and it's a superb wrestling card. But then you look at the first third and it's like, well, what, what are we doing? You know? And it, I feel like it was, you know, ring of honor now has this plethora of stars and big name guys and big feuds and it's best in the world. But I feel like um, placement on the card was a real issue for this. Yeah, yeah it was. The fact that there was just no traction in the first third, kind of, eh. Um, I still give this a four star out of five. You need to go watch this. This is probably about a B grade show, um, uh, which probably brings it to a B plus or A minus with the main event. Uh, If you watch any match on this card, it's 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 the main event. Yeah. I would have paid. I mean, I guess it's easy to say in hindsight, but I would have paid whatever the pay per view was to watch this that one match. Yeah, and again, is. I'm probably being a homer, and that's fair. You know, I'm probably gassing it up, and that's fair. So, people take it with a grain of salt. But you know, I again for where I was in my life and watching this, this is this was again the, like you said, Kyle, the combination of a really good storyline that couldn't have been done 
any better. And I understand every, every storyline you can't do like that. You know, you hit, you get lightning in a bottle and things just work. Mm. Yeah. But this, this, this was one of those things for me. Mm. That is best in the world. 2015. Uh, I know you've been waiting patiently for it. So, um, you know, this is a great car. Go watch it. Go um, invest in honor club. Um, it is the best $7.99 a month you can spend. Uh, so go check that out. You can catch this card, all their old stuff, all their current stuff. Um, it's a great way to spend your $8 a month. Um, so on to next, on to the next episode, which will be October 3rd. It's Halloween Havoc! <laughs> Halloween Havoc time. And I'm so excited for this because... Um, Last last year we did a cavalcade of Halloween Havoc uh, shows uh, through through the entire month of October. Um, this time we're only doing one, but I feel like this card has everything. And when I mean everything, you have a negative star match, you have a dud <laughs> match, uh, you have you have an intergender match, you have an almost five star classic. Um, you have just a round table of, of this got it all. Yeah. And it's got Lex Luger. Uh, uh <laughs> guys, God. this is WCW Halloween <laughs> 1997. Uh, like I said, it'll be our October 3rd episode here in two weeks. Uh, we'll be back on schedule. Um, a- after that, um, with that being said, Jeff, where can they find you on the Twitter machine? It's at Jeff M Hall one. I'm a simple guy, simple thing. So yeah, that's at Twitter. Check me out. Check Kyle out. Yeah. All of the socials will be in the description below. Um, again, guys, thank you for, thank you for visiting the channel. Make sure to catch us live Mondays on Facebook, 7 PM Eastern standard time for the PW WrestleCast, the premier professional wrestling podcast. Um, go check that out and don't forget when it's us, us two, it's always referee's discretion mm-hmm. for, for Jeff. My name is Ryan and we'll see you next time.